And on today's show, I'm going to kick somebody down the stairs. And after that, we're going to discuss the new blue card ruling with football and how it could affect the game going forward. And whose penalty would save your life? All of that coming up and more on this week's episode of Football Renter. In our world today, you can have your say up pretty much. We all got the right to say what's shite at any time. We will read reviews, bad attitudes, complaints for you. Whether it's that or this, ignorance ain't bliss, we will make sure we tell you what boils our piss. Listen up. This damn podcast ain't for the faint-hearted. We're talking mature themes and adult content here, so don't come crying to us if it offends your delicate sensibilities. Consider this your only warning. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Football Renter Podcast. Welcome back to Football Renter Podcast, episode 22, All Being Well. Um, to my right, as always, El Chapo. How are we doing to this evening? Fabulous, fabulous. I just want to start off and say hello, you beautiful people, all you beautiful people out there in um, podcast world. And I just uh, want to say, obviously, as always, fuck Sheffield. Well, interestingly enough, me and Doctor Q briefly were talking about Sheffield off air. And we both agreed not to mention it, and we didn't. And you still managed to, you know, shoehorn it into a conversation. So, um, yeah. I'm 40 seconds into the podcast, and we've got a fuck Sheffield in. Yeah. Hashtag fuck Sheffield. Yeah, exactly. And um, over there, doing the old technical genius, the guru himself, Dr. Q. How are we today, sir? Hello, mate. How are you doing? And uh, it's nice to be here the day before Valentine's Day. With old uh, Bomb to you and Chapulet. <laughs> oh, very well done. Very well done. <laughs> oh, Q, Q, where for art thou, Q? Hey, I'm, I'm chucking down the Shakespearean puns. That's it. I'm going to that continue. I put my no, tights on. It's a comedy of errors. <laughs> oh. that, sounds, that sounds about right. That's about right. And do you know what? I didn't even um, name check myself. A bomb here as usual. If you hadn't guessed that, if you don't know who we are by now. I don't know why we do it every week. If you don't know who we are by now, like where have you been the past twenty-one episodes? To be fair, um, but if you are new, hello, welcome. Thanks for finding us. Uh, yeah. We seem to be picking up some new new people all the time, um, like strays. We kind of lead them on, and we'll probably take them to the pound, and then. Don't know what else happens to them after that. Um, but anyway, it's great to have some new listeners. We're getting some lot of comments. And I think this week especially, there's been a lot of interaction on the socials this week where uh, we've all been getting involved in some various things, which has been good to see and some some quite I'm, interesting. I'm not sure on that um, because one of them, I've just threatened to kick somebody down the stairs. Yeah, so. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I don't actually think that. Also, I, I'm gonna, I might have to take a time out, uh, you know, because I've got to say, El Chapetta was listening to um, Twenty One. Um, I see she's got another new name. Yeah, El Chapetta, <laughs> very disappointed with our cyberbullying. So I'm gonna apologise to Q again. I'm done with it. 
very disappointed in us. Like she was, there was a lot of. I would dis- like to say there's been none of that on our group this week, though. We've been very well behaved. We have been very well behaved. We have been very well behaved. Roadman hasn't necessarily been that well behaved, but we no. have been very well behaved. It was so. El Chapetta was not impressed. Like I have to say, with our cyberbullying, so it's not big and it's not funny, and nor is kicking people down the stairs. At the end, and um, do you do you want to know the irony of all of this? That it occurred to me after last week was actually anti-bullying week. <laughs> like, the ho- and the irony hit me when I was listening to the podcast back when I was tagging people in, and my youngest come home from school and they'd been talking about anti-bullying week, and I was like, "This is this ain't right. <laughs> this is this is not right." But then I thought. Then I thought he's seven. He doesn't listen to the podcast. It'll be fine. We'll get away with that. You know, it'll be absolutely fine. Yes, it's everybody else. And so, so no, I, 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 I actually, I disagree. I have to sort of say that I think um, it might be a time for me to take a time out of socials because I'm just kind yeah, of losing I'm, at the moment. I've just seen your last. I've just seen your last reply, and maybe it <laughs> is time. And may I quote? <laughs> well, what could I say? I would drop kicker down the stairs. The voice, yeah, you come on the ass. Bosh back of her head down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, right, but well, this leads us on quite nicely because one of my shout outs today, which we'll start with a shout outs, was yes, gonna be to our new kindred spirit. So I think we found a kindred spirit and again, sorry Dr. Q, not an Arsenal podcast. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. But Guna Dad at Guna underscore dad six, the six of the the six of the Guna underscore dad posse slash, you know, clan. Um, we found the kindred spirit because he replied to Leah Ray. Obviously, Leah Ray is someone we've spoken about before. Leah Ray of Sunshine, obviously, is the way, you know, but not really. So she put out a video, basically, for those who haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, don't bother, please. Arsenal obviously won 6 0, not an Arsenal podcast. So she put out this video of her opening up a bottle of champagne, missing her mouth completely, and conveniently getting the champagne down the front of her shirt. So um, Guna Dad just replied, Oh, well, I can't even sick emoji face, green emoji face. This fucking idiot pisses me off. The voice, the way she acts accidentally pour champagne over her top to get it wet. The length some people go to for attention and to plug their shit is unreal. Cringy and proper fucking sad. And when I saw that, I couldn't help but obviously interact with him because I thought there's a kindred spirit there straight away. Um, and then obviously I looped El Chapo in on that as well. And then it basically <laughs> ended up with Chapo wanting to throw her down the stairs. So um, yeah, that, that's how that one went. But um, shout yeah. out to Guna Dad. Um, we're going to tag you into this. Hopefully, you're going to listen to the podcast. You are a bit of a kindred spirit. We've, if you want to go back and listen to them all, we've talked about this stuff time and time again, and we still are planning on doing a show. Boys, boys, I'm a looking bit through your tweets. What the <laughs> fuck have you been up to? <laughs> Alex Lassigier's fucking. Oh, oh yeah, that was today, wasn't it? Yeah, Jesus. That, was, that was possibly. Why me. would you post that? Oh, <laughs> my God. Will you be thinking of me tomorrow night and you just put unlikely? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yes, I, oh. 
Yeah, I have to say, yeah. like, look, we're already going descended into a chaos here. So, Larry, <laughs> she put one up the other day with a little top with a little knot tied in there and all this stuff, right? And it's, what do you see, lads? And genuinely, the first thing I spotted was, oh, I saw you put was, was, was the fucking light switch wasn't in, put up straight. And if there's one thing that pisses my OCD off is electricians that put light switches up and don't straighten them up. Use your, use your spirit level. And that was the first thing. She obviously... Um, was showing a lot of flesh and 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 attracting, uh, you know, and and sort of not you know do with her what, body. What, she's what was she attracting? Mosquitoes, I, 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 flies, I think. Um, but the but the thing is that, and it was, and I looked at it, and seriously, that light switch is on the piss. It's on the piss. It really did my nothing. I, I had to say, I had to mention. She didn't come back to me. Didn't say anything actually. No, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. So anyway, Goon the Dad, nice to, to see a well, kindred spirit out there. We'll tag you in um, and we'll get you involved as well. And also along the tagging lines, there's a couple of shout-outs I want to give. Yeah, cool. Because there was a couple... Well, for those who obviously know what we do, we, we we tend to tag people in on... When we release the new podcast, we tag the people in who we've mentioned on the show and yes. we get sometimes some likes and some interactions, that kind of stuff. This week seemed to really confuse a couple of people, as you know. <laughs> and I want to, and I want to give a shout out to these people. So one, I can tag them in again and see if they get it. And two, to kind of just talk through it. So we, I don't really see the misleading here. So we put out on our Twitter: if you have been tagged, uh, if you have been tagged here, you have made this week's pod. Have a listen and tell us what you think. And yeah. then we put all the people who are tagged. Yeah. So last week, we had Teta, police, Teta underscore police 12, you know, 12 of his clan, yeah. who put, the fuck is this? The fuck is all this? Like, it literally says. And I know, you know, both of your good people got involved with that one and said, well done. So Teta underscore police, we didn't hear back from you. I'm sure no. you realised how silly that was. I did, and then, I did explain the medium of the internet. Um, pretty well, I think. Pretty yeah. well. I thought so. I thought so. Um, and how podcasts work and Twitter underscore 12 police or whatever, uh, you know, Hawaii Five O booking Dano. Um, uh, he didn't quite get it. I don't think he understood no, it. So, mate, you're on the podcast again, the second time. He didn't reply because I think he found it hard to take five minutes to take his dick out of his sister and stop the generational problems <laughs> of incestuous nature that's clearly haunted his family. Perhaps she's Teta underscore police 13. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Q's taking... Moving on. Moving Q, on. Yeah. Okay. Day before Valentine, we're now into yeah. interest. Awesome. Anyway, if you are taking your sister out for Valentine's Day, have a good night. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Also want to mention Raven um, at AFC RVN, who also said, where was I mentioned? Directly under the thing that says, you are mentioned in this podcast. <laughs> so... Raven again, we're going to take you back in to see if you get it. No, I think he meant we're in the podcast. Like, because Raven, what the, the idea seconds and minutes. I think so. The idea, my little friend. Ah, right. My idea is we don't actually tell you where you fucking queue up to, um, to do it. What you do is you listen to the podcast, you don't send pictures of your genitalia because I don't think you can magnify that much on your phone without it going blurry. Um, and then, and then, then you give us your um, your views and thoughts. That's what we do. That's the whole yeah. idea of the football Ranter podcast. And what, and what I'd like to say is, last week, Raven, we actually talked about you in a positive light because you yeah. said something quite amusing. This week, we are literally ripping you a new one because of it's, what you said last it's, week. It's not. It's not happening. You and Tessa Police, obviously, out tomorrow night. 
Yeah, we we don't mean it really. I, I mean, do. Um, no, I definitely do. Yeah, I'm thinking we do. I'm, uh, I'm really quite aggressive today. So yeah, we'll tag those two in. You know, yeah. again, we'll get with us. But also, Go I want to give a shout out to Kind Guna. Oh so, no, respect to Kind Guna. Respect. We haven't, so, we haven't been friendly with him, no. right? For a long time, but I've got I've got to give him some respect. Actually, you're absolutely right. Do you want to tell the story uh, why we're giving a chat to Go- Kind Guna this week, Trapo? Well, we well, lads, I, we t- we sort of sounded out Kind Guna and said, "Get your man apples on, big man, and come on, come on the show, have an interview. Let's talk about and in a right and a positive and a not not in a more might not necessarily healthy be right. and a healthy yeah, in a health in a healthy um, way that we'll have a conversation." And he came back and actually said, "Yeah, he will," and I love it. I love it. I love him for it. I think prop, props to him for that because obviously yeah. we've been trying to, let's say, get some attention from him for a while. Because let's be honest, and we've been, and we've been honest with him. We don't agree with everything he's put. But yeah. Like I've said to you before, maybe we're missing something, and I'd like to see his point of view. Yeah. Him to put it off. So Kyan Guna is going to come on the show. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to have a, a healthy debate and see where we're at. So, oh, yeah, we're doing, um, yeah, we're doing an interview with Kind Guna. I can't, I can't, I can't actually wait for that. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not an Arsenal podcast, remember, guys? Yeah, not but, an Arsenal podcast. Q, sorry, he, he is, he is Marmite, and he knows it, and he likes it. Actually, it's one of the tweets he put out. In fairness, he said, like, you know, if and I, I kind of, he's doing a reverse psychology thing, which I found, found quite interesting. He said, like, basically, if you don't like what I'm saying, it means I'm getting through to people. And I thought, okay, well, that's that's fair. I think Hitler had the same concept. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, those are our shout-outs this week. Not always the, the positive ones this week, but um, I'm hoping we can take some positive stuff out of this. Yes. Um, moving on, before we move on, Q, anything you want to add to that? Because you're chuckling over there in the background. I'm just, I don't, I don't think there's any time that isn't appropriate to, you know, obviously show your kudos to somebody and then saying, hey, yeah, I'll come and speak to you by um, comparing them to a genocidal maniac from the 30s. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I've I've got a bit of news. I've got a oh, bit. Go of on, news. let's Got a new dog. You know, my dog died a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Got a new yeah. dog. Got a new dog. Pick saved a new dog, so I saved a little life. Tell uh, us about him. We've seen the photos, but tell us all about him. Um, he's not the brightest. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. He's not the sharpest in the inbox. So he's a few prawns short of a paella. But nonetheless, he was in a bit of a bad situation. Um, as far as um Japanese Akitas go, I think this one's been left in the tumble dryer a bit too long. Because he is absolutely tiny, like he is—he's um, meaty and tiny. Really good, really good little um, friendly. Um, only problem is, is my female that I've got wants to tear his throat out at the moment. So <laughs> if, there is, if there are any dog psychologists, maybe we can tag those up. Don't know, maybe Kai Kuna can help me uh, on this one. I don't know, um, but yes. Yeah, so we're, we're working with that at the moment. Cat's not really sure, but he's not fussed by the cat either. Does some brilliant zoomies. The one thing I've realised, he does 360 zoomies, absolutely next level. So, um, so that's it. Anyway, I've got a new dog. I've got a new dog in my life. That's lovely to hear. You know how happy I was when you told me that. So, yeah. um, no, another member of the Chapo family. Yeah, yeah, El Chapo. Yeah, not the sharpest one. So it'll be it'll be menial tasks, a bit like low down yeah. on that one. He's not we'll do he's um, not... baby steps, right? Baby steps. Well, he did. He did. He did freak today as uh, an e-scooter went past him. So he absolutely <laughs> lost it. This guy, poor kid on an e-scooter. I thought, mate, you're about to get this Japanese Akita wrapped around your leg any minute now. So uh, that was an interesting. So we so weren't it. too. Yeah, we. I, I know. I know. Q. I know you. You've been there. So yeah, that's a good one. So go and save a life. You get all joking aside. Don't spend loads of money on on pedigree dogs. Um. 
There's, there's. I think it was a, a term. There's, a, a, there's a stat today. Three hundred fifty thousand dogs are handed in every single year. So, see if you can find one at home because you can get a really nice pedigree dog or a mongrel. It doesn't really matter. Get the right dog for not for not a lot of money and save a little bit of life. That's it. That's that's a that's a positive one. I agree. I agree. Um, Gentlemen, moving on. All at home. What's that, mate? I said, or if you own loads of land, give them all a home. There is that. Yeah, that that'd be really cool. Definitely go visit that. Three hundred thousand mm. dogs, kind of running around on on your baronial land. We can send them all to Sheffield. That'll be that'll no, be, the army. be an improvement. Be an yeah, improvement. mate, they've got a load of fake tan and ankle bracelets down up there, aren't they? That's that's all the dogs you need. Ooh. A bit of revolutionary oh, army that I've always wanted. <laughs> it's me and my longbow, three hundred fifty thousand dogs. I'm taking oh, my chances. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd I'd definitely be in your corner on that one. There'd be a few casualties on the way through, but I think there's sustainable losses that we could take as we go to yeah. war in Sheffield. Putin, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> just imagine 350,000 dogs and Dr. Q just coming <laughs> over the mountain. What if you on a horse? Just just kind of across a hair flight like, behind him on this big horse as he, you know... You can see it. Does, I know you can see it. And oh, then as soon as, I it, as soon as I reach Geneva, that's when I take over FIFA. There we go. Is that me? Yeah. Is that me? And just you just stop in Geneva, let the dogs go forward to yeah, Russia. Sure. It's just... The dogs can do whatever they want. Anyway, we digress. Generally, anyway, we digress. <laughs> so listen, the, the main talking point that I can see from this week around football is of the blue cards that is being brought in, I believe, for next season. Um no, well though they've been brought on hold now, haven't they? Is that right? Thank yeah. God. So 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 yeah, this concept of sim bin and blue cards, didn't we? Which made yeah. no, no, which made no sense to me whatsoever. So um, it's been on. It's been a lot of topic, topic of conversation again with with people I've been talking to over the weekend and since it's come out. So I was quite interested to see your views, gentlemen. I'm going to come to Doctor Q first. Yeah. What do you feel about blue cards? Um. Do you know what? On first impression, what the fuck? Um chaotic uh if we can't sort out var things straight away i'm not sure how we're gonna smoothly do this however there is a strange fallacy that football football rules haven't been being changed since the day it began you know whether it's even sizes of pitch um whether you can you know yellow cards only came around properly really mid 70s late 70s and even then they weren't always shown um the world cup final and uh, uh, world cup finals in 1966 when argentina play england and rattan argentina's captain sent off there's no red card he's just asked to leave the field professional fouls great yeah well doesn't they <laughs> professional fouls didn't exist until 1990. um first person to ever commit a professional foul anybody know Steve Bruce. Was it? Um, and then there's back pass rule, which changed the game completely. You know, there's lots of rules that have always been consistently being changed. Um, VAR is obviously the most current one that we we know of. There's a big rule change. The only thing I would say, I I like the reason why they want to do it. 
because if it is purely in for this to remove some of this dissent it would work but i mean 90 percent of the arsenal team would be sitting in the um sin bin then i would have thought well and the, the most teams be sat in the sin bin that's you know, the thing that's my point yeah so yeah, what, what, do they call, what do they call it um so it's the opposite shit show it, it's the opposite to it's gamesmanship um, isn't it? Unsport, un, unsportsly, whatever behaviour. Well, the reason they're talking about it for is mainly around dissent. That was one of the major factors around it, would be to discourage players going around the ref, to kind of discourage that kind of angle. And also it is going to be for fouls that don't quite warrant a red card, but a little bit more serious than a yellow. But isn't that what VAR's there for? So where does I that stand that, that, in? So what exactly. does that if you get a blue card, what's the next thing? Well, it's 10 minutes, isn't it? 10 minutes in the sim bin. Yeah, but I mean... So, so say you get a blue card and then you came back out after 10 minutes and you got a yellow card, which yeah. you sent off for. So I don't think that's been clarified yet. I think that it is, from what I gather, a separate incident on its own. It doesn't count toward anything else. And how many cards are carrying around? By the end of this, the referee's going to just be carrying one of them old-fashioned late eighties filofaxes. There's just yeah, full of cards, and cards. <laughs> a roller deck, <laughs> a roller this, deck. That's cool. Yeah, but the, the problem that you've got. So I think the problem that you've got is there is is we're tinkering and tinkering and tinkering with with, with the game that we have right now. Um, and and yes, and, and everyone's going to say, but it, it works in rugby, it works all that. But there's a different there's a different level of respect for the referee in rugby, that's for sure. Um, also, most of the rug, uh, rugby referees aren't massive bent anuses that take loads of money as backhanders from the Middle East. Um, and I and I, I just kind of I kind of think that it it will just be, you know, can you imagine Tierney? So imagine Tierney, the ref. Like you know, he's he's from Manchester. Like he lives in Manchester. He's he's like so. Like you may as well put a Manchester top on him, either City or United. And I've watched him. Like I've watched him time and time again play in loads and loads of games. Right, not just at the Emirates, but but places. He's the worst. He's one of the worst referees for a non-Manchester um, team. And and I'm sorry, you can also you can also but just have a look at the stats. Right. Imagine him, what he would do to it. Like he would honestly, it'd, it'd go and, and fucking blue card a goalie just before a penalty is being taken and stuff like that. He's just so bent. Um, and I just, I, I think, I, I think to be honest with you, I think it's one of the worst things that we can do. And I think the, the outcry has been absolutely brilliant from every area. Right. Yeah. Because it's a free, a free flowing game. Let it play. You know, be a man as a ref and stand up to the players. Because if you were to start, if, if we started, let's say, for instance, we started a new season, right? And we just turn around and say, listen, guys, any back, any, any crowding of the ref, right? Any foul language, anything like that, I'm going to give you a red card straight straight out. But they don't That's do it, it. right? They've tried it. And they did, the problem is, is the referees don't take responsibility for it. They um, don't enforce it. They're too scared. But, but at the same time, are they backed up? I mean, this is... No. Yeah, and that's the problem. The, the so referee association think... probably needs more power than it needs less. Agreed. Well, So well, I've got two views on this one, if you don't mind. Like, I don't know if you're aware, but on youth football, they've had this for a little while now. They've had... It's not a blue card. They've had, really? they've had symbionts for a little while. 
So, and they, and I think in that level, obviously, because I've been involved in youth football, as you two know, uh, it kind of works because you don't. Yeah, I'm amazed they let you play. For... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've told. I've given my birth ticket and everything. They don't care. Um, on the ringer. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I mean, yeah, I do stand out a bit. I had to have a shave at the weekend, but there you go. Other than that, it's all fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, it works at that level. So I've seen it, for instance, where a kid, like 13, 14, 15 year old, has completely just lost the plot for five minutes of the game, going around hacking people. And rather than sending him off, Finding him, obviously, you know, at that age, and and him getting banned. I've seen refs actually say, "Go Simbin, ten minutes, chill out, talk to the manager," and it works because they then can come back on after him ten minutes. Basically, it's time out, like a kid has time out. But it, I've seen it work. I've seen it happen where a kid's just done a bad tackle or giving it a bit mouthy or just something's riled them up, rather than giving the red card and wind them up even more. Send Ben, send Ben, 10 minutes, come back on, done. So what, I can see what, it working I think, in that angle, but I don't see the professionals because they don't need it. They're professional footballers, they're adults. And it goes back to the conversation we had before we start the, the podcast. Why don't we just give the kid a leathering? Give him a right beating, like, like properly slapping, like the referee yeah, cup. And like, the reason is, is because the that's, that, that's frowned upon now, apparently. I don't know why. It means more My frowned upon, I think it's called illegal. Like, is it? Yeah. yeah. Take what, what I was going to say about the blue car thing, it, it, I can see how it would work in new football. The only, my only thing with it is, you know, we we watch now one of the most tactical games there is. You know, you and I were actually talking about the Super Bowl before this as well. You know, mm-hmm. and again, American football, incredibly tactical. Another American sport, ice hockey. Now, if we remember rightly, when you used to have yep. forces... You know, essentially, the sim bin was used as a tool. It was utilised, yeah. So, is there no reason why they wouldn't go down well, that road? This anyway? is my ne- this is my next point. Where I was going to come on to, right? I think our sports have slowly been getting more, may I say, Americanized. Yeah. I.e., we've gone to the video referees, for instance, etc. That's one angle. Um, we're now looking at potential sim bins. Um, it's all, I think, around possibly slowing the game down and making the whole experience longer, potentially. Um, I think that I, I, I had a little joke again. I had a little joke online with Gunadad actually on the other day, who was saying next thing is going to be VAR sponsored by this. And I said, yeah, VAR sponsored by Specsavers. And if Specsavers don't get involved in that, then they're missing an absolute trick. But joking aside, that's the way things are going. Stuff in Scotland, didn't they? They do. They still do. Specsavers. That's that's, it's just. I don't know whether that's. I don't know whether that's irony or stupidity. I don't know. I don't know. But I do think that's the way we're going. I think we're getting much too Americanized, and I think that the Simbin is just another angle of that. But and I don't know if they're going to push it through because of the backlash. Because that's that that's been happening since 1992. You know, everything is yeah. American football. Most world sport that reaches the pinnacle of 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 the sort of money we're talking about is. And that's it. And it all comes down to money, though, doesn't it? Again, again, it's all coming down to money, I think. So I heard a good point today about um, the, it, one of the old classic arguments about why footballers or certain sports stars are paid so much money. And 
the point made to it was actually a very good one. So if you look back at the early days of football, American football, baseball, so stuff that we now know in this day and age is paid very highly. It used to be a thing where they weren't paid highly. It was, you know, more of a common man's wage. Now, one of the main reasons why players have to be paid the manner that are paid today is so you can't bribe them. You know, mm. Patrick Mahomes earns $38 million a year. You can't bribe him. You can't. No. It's, you know, it's it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be worth Ivan, it. Ivan was banned for a year. He, he, he just went gambling. <laughs> But no, it's, it is true, and like, and I've I've heard similar arguments around that before. Um, but does that help the game? No, really, really, does it help the game? The fact that you can't bribe these top doesn't mean that people further down that pyramid can't get bribed. You know, no, to be of honest, course, and that's been proven. Of course, but the problem is, is you know, as we talked about before, gambling and sport are are hand in hand. You know, they 100%. and they have been since day yeah. one. That's not new. That's that. This goes right back early 1900s. You know, so it, it kind of. I, I don't see that it can be separated. No, I don't think it ever will be. But um, yeah, the blue card stuff just doesn't quite sit with me, and I do think we're going down that route where there's going to be like ad breaks when live football when it goes to things like that and the, the americans have been trying to do that for a very very long time the american owners and and that's i think that's where it's going to end up that's where it's i think as well up. someone i saw an article the other day saying that within 10 years football won't be a game of two halves it'll be a game of four quarters um yeah. which again I, I hate to think that but i can definitely see it going that way um, and I think also going back to what you were saying, Q, earlier about the sim bins, I think then you will encourage things like power plays like you have in the NHL. So in NHL, you have these kind of power plays. So say, for instance, you are in the football, in your Premier League, for instance, someone goes into the sim bin for 10 minutes. You're going to see things like a centre-back going up, up front for 10 minutes and the ball's just getting lumped forward, lumped forward, lumped forward to try and capitalise. On hang that on. ten minutes when you've yeah. got more, but hang, can I just can I just interject there at some point? It's not an Arsenal podcast here, but I will make a point. Um, in that our um, our centre backs do that, and they score a lot of goals anyway. We don't need somebody in the sim bin to do that. In fact, uh, what's his name? Um, Gabriel's not far off um, bloody golden boot for the team. It wasn't the point I was trying to make. But I think I think. If you look back late 80s, early 90s, do you remember that Leicester team and uh, Matty Elliott at the back? He'd be chucked up front in the last yeah. 10 minutes. And lots of teams used yeah. to. Duncan yeah, they Bro- did. But Duncan I'm just thinking Bro- that's what you're going to see. Though. You're going to see power plays, and you know, inverted commas. I think you are going to see, like, you know, and the next thing will be kind of like you have again with NFL. You bring players on for certain plays and then back out again. That'll be the next thing. It'll be like impact substitutions, bring them on for five minutes, bring them off again, that it's, kind of stuff. I, I know. I, I think for me, it's a, a very scary way to take our um, football, if I'm honest with you. Um, and and this is and this is what happens when when people are diluting what we're doing. So it's quite a scare. I I I really don't like the I don't like the idea of it. I don't like the way it's going. And that's not me just being a miserable git because sometimes you do need to change. You do need to, you know, tighten things up. Obviously. Um, on there, 
Um, one of the ones I would look at is the corruption within football. That would be a first mm-hmm. one to start. Start, start there first. But honestly, um, I really, really, really am scared of having something like this come in because I think it's, as you say, it leads us on to the next level, which is going to be... There's going to be, yeah, four quarters, we'll have to stop, we'll have the sponsor, theme tunes, all that sort of crap that comes on, and it'll be every, and there'll be two teams as well. And we'll end up like American football, where there'll be two teams that come on and off, a defensive and offensive, and all that shit that goes in. And the football that we're seeing right now is going to kind of disappear. You can just see it happening, I think. So the the, the thing that I, I, and I do agree with a lot of that, but what I would sort of like as a counteract to that is like, we were saying about a back pass rule, weren't we? Now, mm-hmm. lots of people that, you know, our parents' age, you know, uncles or, or whatever, or grandfathers, the football that they say they used to watch, they were like, it's more entertaining, more of a man's game, so on and so forth. But as you and I were talking about, Bomb, before we came on, when the back pass rule existed, some games were terrible. They were awful. They were awful. There's no word for it. Boring football. And yet, that was part of the game that people watched before that they said was this better game. Well, that was part of... That's all we knew, if you think about it. Like when that, I was, That's my point. Know, when we referenced when earlier. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You have got to see it from that way as well. You have got to see that, you know, we didn't like it all back then, but, you know... There are there have been some rules that have improved the game, and I think the back pass rule has definitely improved the game as a whole. But like you said at the time, you thought nothing of it. I'd be interested you know, to know what, nothing of a... what somebody like of a generation of teenage years or even younger watching football now, what they would think in terms of you know, do, as as a more consumerist society, are they actually more? Yeah. Would would they be interested in it becoming? more of an Americanized game. They might be. And that is, yeah, that is actually, that's a very relevant point you've just made there. Is it because we're just old fuddy-duddies and we remember um, Sir Elton Wellsby, or some of us do? Um, <laughs> or is it that, you know, um, or is it that, that actually the game needs to change for a newer audience and we're just... just you know, I mean, it's tough now, little... isn't it? But yeah. do you think, right, with that, I think that's a really valid point. Do you think that's possibly one of the reasons they want? They want to bring up a newer audience to the game and people like ourselves who've been watching for a while will probably naturally trickle down to the lower leagues, you know, because there'll be less change down there. Is that something they potentially want? Do they want to get rid of the old bastards, let's say, thought, and bring through the... Well, you know, the thing you've got to be, be careful of is actually the thought of me trickling down on a lower league... Oh, no, mate. Uh, I don't league, my, not league, not leg. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. I was going to say, because my, my morals have, have um, slipped or my standards have slipped as I've got older. You've got to remember that the other part, though, the flip to that, is the disposable income that you actually have um, mm. as, as, you, as you move on and as you get a bit older. Um, and so it's that, that fine line. But, yes, no, I think you're right. I think I still need to keep it fresh and I still need to, yeah, and, and, and you've got to embrace that. That's the part you've got to embrace. But I think if you fundamentally change the product too much so that it becomes an American football kind of, you know, thing, will, will that fit with, with the way it is? I mean, ultimately, 
we're seeing a, a massive step change in a way that sports are being brought up by rich nations. Football teams are being brought up by rich nations and feeder clubs and things like that. Uh, yeah, multiple clubs being owned by the same corporations all over the world, right? But is it that, that we're going to see a fundamental change to the product? Are we going to see a fundamental change to the way the leagues play? Yeah, there, there's a whole lot. You can see these things. We've talked about this. That it, you can see these things changing. And, and am I saying that a blue card is the is the harbinger of doom? Is it is it one of the fucking you know the the, the riders that are going to bring in the apocalypse? I, I'm not really saying that, but I think there there could be some sanitization of what we remember football being as older uh, as the older generation um, to to maybe a product that is a little bit more polished for the younger generation. I don't know. I don't know, but it is. I think it sets a scary precedent of going down some bullshit route because of some sponsor fancies being able to advertise, you know, doing like a Super Bowl halftime show that goes on for five hours, you know, <laughs> in a game, you know, as you sit there. Oh, that, There's only so much that, Rihanna a man can take. Today. That will absolutely happen at some point. The halftime show is something I'm surprised we're not doing already. Yeah, well, they, they, they trialled it though, didn't they? They trialled it when the Premier League first come in with the super cheerleaders and all that stuff. Well, we're Stan. Yeah. We're Stan one of the first ones to do that. I'm talking like the, you know. I'm talking like the sort of, I don't know, once upon a time for us, it would have been the FA Cup final, but I suppose we're looking at more like the World Cup final. Now they did do it where like they had somebody come on and sing beforehand, if I remember rightly, but a big halftime show, we ain't that far away from, I'm surprised they ain't doing it already. Champions League final. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's something we need to keep an eye on. Like, they keep slowly bringing in these little ideas, suggestions, and it will come in no matter what. I didn't read about what you said earlier, Trapper, about it being put on hold. I haven't read that part. Actually. Yeah, I've I, I read somewhere uh, recently. It's just been put on hold for a, sh- a short while. Um, but look, you know, I, I've got to say, did you, uh, just a quick one, did you see the tweet from um, Paddy Power the other day? No. You didn't see it. It was just an absolutely brilliant one. So just to bring everything back to um, uh, to, to, to to life and where it is, yeah. Um, it was like this drone shot over the um, the West Ham United Stadium, and it showed all the fans walking out, and it just oh, said, "Oh, with um, Odegaard one." No, no, just turned around and said, "The biggest fire alarm test in history." <laughs> well done. <laughs> So That's listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag Paddy Power in here, Paddy Power. And we were talking earlier about disposable income. We yeah. need more. We give you a plug. That's how it works, right? You know, sponsorship, Paddy Power. Ching, ching. Just putting it out there. Sounds good to me. So, so I think we've covered if we're okay on the blue card angle. Are we happy to move on? Yes, go for it. No problem. So, anything else? you want to discuss right now, Chapo? Or Orgodox Q? I've got a couple of little bits. You go for it. Little bits. So, so, there was a, so apparently we're going to get a um, statement this week. Well, we're going to get a uh, statement on Everton's second uh, potential points deduction. It's coming out. So, um, thanks, yeah. to, thanks to the FA. Um, thanks to the FA. So, so this is this is kind of um, coming through. That this week, well, we'll have another points deduction. So there was uh, one for like, yeah, one for a, a previous period, and one for this this period of financial fair play, right? And in the midst of all of this, there is uh, a lot of um, 
conversation around Anana. Have you seen Anana at Everton? Oh, well, the, what about him? Well, apparently, is, so. apparently Chelsea are very close to signing an agreement. Oh, there's a shock. Chelsea wants someone. So I've got to sit back and think to myself. I've got to sit back. You've got Everton being done, like, you know, like repeatedly being done uh, over and over and over again. Um, there seems to be no let up. We've got Nottingham Forest at some point they're going to make uh, a decision on that. And yet Chelsea, yet again, are going to go out and spend another 50 million on a midfielder. Right. But that will be in next year's, won't it? That will be yeah. in next year. But at what point does somebody actually turn around and say that this isn't fucking right? You know, you, you, your blue cards, your bent ref flying out to um, the Middle East doing their um, thing and coming back and officiating. And now you've got this yet again. Yeah, you, know, you spend a billion. I mean, it's quite funny watching them lose, I've got to say. Um, but you, you see this whole piece kind of going on and unfolding. And at what point does somebody actually turn around and say, well, look, this has got to stop. This 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 level of abuse is financial abuse that's going on. It's got to stop. Where a team like Everton could be destroyed, totally destroyed. And we don't know the backgrounds. And I'm not saying I know the backgrounds, but you can totally destroy them. Yet a club like Chelsea, with their rich owners, can just go rampant buying whoever the, whoever the hell they want. I, think, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand it. So there was... Um... I've got a couple of things on Everton, actually, that you've teed up quite nicely for me there around this. So yeah, thank man. you for that. Great um, so there was a couple of things released the other day as well uh, around Everton's case that I will kind of read out. Yeah. So um, the the crux of the matter is, so the truth about Everton's case was released. The breach came from interest payments on the new stadium um, at Bradley Moore's dock think it's called. Um, it was not on transfers and players. So that's where the breach has come from, not from transfers. It's come from the the interest payments. So the other point in regards to this is the Premier League were fine with Everton's methods the year before when building out of their own cash flow, but not the year after when they changed the rule mid-process, which is true. So obviously back then it was all around transfers, etc. But the, the stadium was going to be out of that, but then they changed it, which has brought them back in. So a breach of this nature derived no sporting advantage, which again was a rule they initially had that it would be kind of like, you know, money to gain a sporting advantage. So a breach of this nature derived no sporting advantage and the commission acknowledged what was not done deliberately or cynically, but they're still getting done. They're still getting done. So it, it, it's a crack of shit, really. If they don't get that overturned, uh, it's it's a joke. It, it really is. And do, do you think though they will? No, I think it's gone on too far now. Um, I know that they're currently going. The problem is they've gone through the appeal process, and the appeal started a couple of weeks ago, so that's going to be lengthy. And the issue could be again if the appeal does happen, and it's later on in the season, the clubs who then could go under below Everton will then appeal themselves. Yeah, you know, we didn't know that kind of stuff, and it opens up the whole can of worms. But then, likewise, if Everton do get found guilty, you're going to have the likes of Leeds, Southampton, Leicester, who went down last year, going to be making an appeal as well. Yeah, it's like where does this you end? You, you absolutely um, cannot have this, and this could bring the game into utter disrepute. You cannot have teams yeah. being relegated in the courts. You just can't. No. It, you... Well, what's going to what's going to happen to Man City then? Um, 
no, well, what I'm saying is after the season, like the points, when you reach the last day of the season, the points that you score should be the points that it finishes. What you say, yeah, what you say is it can't be done outside of that. It it is what it is. The decision's made this season. That's it. Done, dusted. Yeah. Because otherwise, then then we reach a point, if that happens, where and I can think of a handful of other sports off the top of my head, cycling and athletics are the ones that spring to mind. If you don't know what you're watching is actually the final result of what you're watching, it's very hard to... I mean, gambling would be a mess, wouldn't it? Well, Well, yeah, imagine the amount of people then. Well, yeah, people people bet on who gets relegated. What what happens? They give the money out and then they don't? What, What was... You know, and these are the people that control most of the fucking game yeah. now. You know, it, you, you can't. Well, they, they, they've, they've walked into the the thing is that the, the the whole all the governing bodies that sit in they've walked into this crock of shit that they they've built now, um, and that they whatever happens, I don't think they can win here. Do you not think? I don't think they can actually win. It's gone too far. How, isn't it? How, how yeah. do you mean? The, what the governing body or, or Everton? No, no, no. The, the the governing body. So the, the, they've set up this sort of. They've set it up in such a way, you know, with financial fair play. And financial fair play has to be, you know, part of it. It has to be in the middle of it, right? And it has to be the cornerstone of everything that goes on, right? Within within the the, the teams, right? But you have such a. It's just you can see how bent the whole thing is. Like you can just sit back and see it across the teams. And that's not to, and, and that's all of the top teams, you know, and of which I put Arsenal into the middle of all it of this as well. Purpose, I'm sure. It? No, it, no it, it, that's exactly, it's not fit for purpose. So what we're going to have is we're going to punish Everton, right? They're going to get absolutely destroyed because you know for work, they turn around and go, actually, you know what, we're a bit out of order here uh, or slap you on the wrist or something like that. It goes back to, to, to what Bob was saying is that you're going to get all of those relegated teams going, whoa, 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 hold on a sec, hold on a sec, what's going on here? You know, why, 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 why have I been penalised? Why am I down here? And these guys are getting my over it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, right, okay, yes, yeah, so I suppose we better dock them some points. And then all of a sudden, they come back and say, well, yeah, you can just see this whole thing um, yeah. turn into it. What it does, it destroys the fan base. It, it destroys us as fans uh, for the football that we want to watch because it's going to destroy the team. You know, Everton are, yeah, are looking to build a new stadium. They're looking to, you know, I just, you know, just they're just going to be turned into another Sheffield. That's all that's going to happen. Oh, here we well, go. I, like I said, if um, you don't but, know what you're watching anymore, if you don't know what you're watching is what's going to be the end result, it, it, I, then I, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. And I think that's what people need to be careful of. That's what <laughs> the governing bodies who run these things do need to be very careful of. Um but yeah, it's an interesting interesting concept. There was also something else I want to share in regards to Everton before we kind of finish there. There was a tweet that went out that I noticed from Everton Nat is the handle. And it was uh, obviously at the weekend, uh, Everton played Man City away, obviously at Man City. Yeah. And it summed it all up for me. So put Everton FC, the Premier League's overspending nemesis, have put out a starting eleven which cost as much as Jack Grealish, who's currently on the bench for Man City. Like, if that doesn't sum up the situation in yeah. a in a paragraph, I don't know what 
what does. You know, that, that says to me all you need to know. But then again, like we said, we found out from what I read before, Everton are not being done for transfers. They're being done for something that's being spent outside of transfers, that the rules were changing. Again, if that's not victimisation, and that's not a sign of corruption, I don't know what yeah. is. Yeah. And this is going to just rumble on and on and on. And I've heard that there's going to be updates around City imminently. You know, but like Q said before, like the lawyers will just tie that up and tie that up and tie that up. And, you know, it's when will that ever end? Or if it will ever end, people just get bored of it in the end. I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah. And that is, and that is, you know, again, everything, look, everybody needs to be measured by the same stick, you know, by the same yardstick. And unfortunately, that's just not happening. And it's a bit of a disgrace. I think it's a disgrace for the game. So not only are we going to end up with, um, we're going to end up with, 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 you know, potentially a team whose football team are doing the best they absolutely can. And so we won't see the likes of old ginger nutsack himself coming in in the premiership again. If they go down, you're going to see, um, what is a very old club as well. It's been around for a very, very long time. Destroyed. Destroyed while others who've got rich, who've got lots and lots of lawyers are getting away with it. Now, and now getting away with it. And whatever they come up, you can guarantee, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee 151 or 150 alleged whatever bullshits is going on. I guarantee there'll be fuck all that they will not lose positions, they will not lose silverware, they will not go down, and nothing will happen to them. They'll get a fine. And it might be a record fine of two million three, whatever. It'll be nothing to these Qataris. It will mean nothing. I agree. Yeah. They will not have the balls or guts to actually say, no, fuck off, go back to non league. Dribble down with Steve to non league. <laughs> dribble dribble down old Chapo's legs. Yeah, dribble down old Chapo's you know legs. Yeah, I don't think I want a man's what are they going to do? I think they'll deduct some points, but they'll do it after a season ends, and so it doesn't actually cost them anything in particular. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So you mean they might deduct them points if, for instance, they don't win the league this year? Yeah. yeah. I, I, that sounds plausible. So they'll probably deduct them enough points they where first. they haven't won the league already and they won't go out of the yeah. Champions League spots. Yeah, that sounds or, very or, possible. What, I, mean, I bet you what they're praying for is that Manchester City win the European Cup again. Yeah, and then it doesn't matter. And then they can dock on whatever they like, as long as they don't relegate them. Yeah, because they'll still be back in there. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a bit of Scientology to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I believe this is, it. this is the workings of the team from L. Ron Hubbard. I really do. Hubbard United. Old Mother Hubbard. So I was um, I was gonna do some more um I was gonna do some more conspiracies this week. Go for but it. But no, I'm gonna do something different. Do something well different. before you do conspiracies will wait for next week. I've got Oh go on. Go I just on. wanted to bring up something quickly and it's a nice thing. Have you seen this thing about oh, I like that. about Sven Goran Eriksson and the Liverpool is one of the yeah. One of his dreams has always been to manage a Liverpool team of some description. Yeah. And there's a yeah. Liverpool Legends team that's going to be playing and he's going to be on the management team to do it. And I that's thought... Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Do you know what? Things, when you look back at things, when he was England manager, you know, there was a lot of negativity 
towards him because it was a golden generation and he should have done this and he should have done that. We didn't do that badly under him. I thought he did a perfectly decent no, job. No. You know, and his managerial record is a perfectly decent one as well. And if you ever get to read up about, um, do you remember when Notts County were taken over by basically the guy that when was... They got, when they got him and Sol Campbell. Yeah. And, so yeah. basically it was all to do with the... He was basically promised his money via gold from North Korea. And he was at that time working in some official capacity for FIFA. And they take him over to North Korea. North Korea just qualified for the 2010 World Cup, I think it is. And they basically turn around to him and say, right, we need you to assure us that we'll get a decent group draw. And he's like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I've got no power to do that. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's, 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 it's a horrible story for Notts County fans, but it's a very funny story in how, <laughs> like, how this guy blacked it to the point. Yeah. But it, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice story, him being able to manage on the bench. We all know that, obviously, we don't know how long he's got left. Um, yeah, I think and that's he, great. he has been, he's been, you know, in my footballing lifetime, one of the key figures. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see that. He's done all right with the ladies as well. He certainly he? did. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's be honest. He, he, mu- right. he must be one smooth motherfucker is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he's got something going on. He's got some sort of going on. But there, well, get well soon, Sven. Hope you um are not in any pain. You know, I think we need to remember, like you said, remember the good times. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to leave conspiracies aside for one week, but I did find another interesting topic that I thought you two and hopefully our listeners would like. Yeah. I've come across some information around football facts that sound fake but are abs- but are actually true. We like that. Who doesn't like that? Okay. Like that. Some of these I think are absolute. Some of those you probably know. Some of them are absolutely great. So I've come across this. I thought I'd share. So Jose Mourinho went nine years without losing a home game as manager. Nine years. I thought he was going to say he went nine years without a shag. Um, but uh, that's, yeah, I, that's I, a I... fact. All <laughs> of these are facts, by the way. There's no debate in queue. I can see you looking at me. There's no debating. These are the, facts. The league games. Yeah, home league games. League games. Yeah. League games. Yeah, so... Home league games for nine years as manager. Over, I think, Porto, Chelsea, Real teams. Madrid. Man United. I think it was Porto, Chelsea, Real Madrid and Man United. Really? It was over that period. It was definitely definitely included Man United. That's so it might fucking be Chelsea, impressive. Madrid. It was nine years home game. It is really impressive. That's mad. It's... That's absolutely mental. I know. I come across that and I thought that can't be true. No, Evidently it's true. he's free. I know. He is. He's available. I think it costs quite a bit. Yeah, but he could walk into the There is also another fact that he hasn't won a... There is also another fact that he hasn't won the league in nine years as well. That's another one. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. But, yeah. So, but there I'd you love go. to see he, Mourinho. He was good for the first nine. I'd love to see that. Especially after the whole... Oh, they would Kelsey hate him. They would... Oh, no way. I can't see that happening. Talking about Liverpool, though, I've got, another, I've got a fact here yeah. for you. Virgil van Dijk once went 50 Premier League games without being dribbled past until Nicolas Pepe managed to get round him in August 2019. See, I like... 50 games! I liked um, Nicolas Pepe. I thought he was really good. I really did. did. I an upturn go. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind Fucking it. I thought he, he didn't get enough chances. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo has scored the most goals against Manuel Neuer, despite never playing in the Bundesliga. Wow. Player-wise, not football team. That's impressive as well, I thought. Okay. Another Mourinho stat. Jose Mourinho didn't win the Manager of the Month award in two of his three Premier League title wins, which seems completely unlikely. What? Yeah. Yeah. Philip Lahm. Remember mm. Philip Lahm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Family captain. He once went 13 he, he once went 13 months without committing a foul whilst playing week in week out. Holy shit. That's amazing. I told you you don't need like this. Don't that make any sense. How does how the hell No. No, I, I can't. Are you sure that's true? I'm, I'm positive back, it's true. From fact checks and everything. He was a left back. He played either left back or that central CDM kind of role, but that shows you how good he was at tackling. Or he was shit scared and yeah. run away. <laughs> One of the two. Oh, he's Germany captain and so, yeah, There is that. Cool. Yeah. There's a. There's, there, there is. Um. Do you remember Hugo Sanchez? Yeah. Mexican striker yeah. in the eighties. Real Madrid. Brilliant. Eighties and that, that era. Exactly. So, this is a good, so during the 1989-1990 La Liga season, Hugo Sanchez scored 38 goals for Real Madrid. All of them came from one-touch finishes. Really? One-touch finishes, 38 goals. In one season? That's one In one season. season. But one-touch, like, he literally just, that's it, one-touch bosh. Okay. He was a great player, to be fair. I remember Here's him. a question he for great. you. Um, I heard it on something else, so I can't proclaim to be like the, the author of this question, but if you had to rely on one player to take a penalty to save your life across all football in history, who would it be? Zidane. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just Dennis a... Irwin. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. He did take penalties before Cantona turned up. I don't remember him missing a penalty. He he missed a penalty in his very last game for Wolves. Um, yeah, but he was old. Zidane he was old. had, I think it's like a seventy-six percent strike rate as a penalty taker. I would go. That's good odds. Matt Letizia. Oh, yeah. Manatizier, oh, he was accurate, Manatizier wasn't he? took 48 penalties and missed one. That'll be the That's one incredible. That, but that'll be the one that you get shot. Probably. For. That'll be the one, wouldn't it? You're, the guns are up. Everybody's it. Go on, Matt. Give well, it some. Mark, and then before you know it, it's got Mark Crosley was the only player to ever save a penalty from Matt Letizier. Also, I bet he, bet he dies Alan out Shearer, on that. Get him on Alan the Shearer only ever missed one penalty. Which was against Poland. Right. I mean, he only ever took two, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, that that's impressive too. Um, what, that is, a couple yeah. of honourable mentions. I've got, I've got a couple of honourable mentions. I've got three more stats for you. Okay, but just a couple of honourable mentions. Go on, on you the, go uh, first. Finish us. Ronald Koeman had a ninety percent strike rate from penalty spot, and yet Cristiano. Ronaldo and these are all in competitive football, yeah, yeah. right? 
and Cristiano Ronaldo. This is not the under talking about earlier. Ronaldo and Messi, they're all like low 70s. What about Jorginho? He's a good penalty taker. He used to take penalties for all his clubs, really. But he has missed quite a few. Yeah, maybe. He missed in the final, didn't he? It's impressive. Some of those stats, over 90% is an incredible ratio. One in 48 is amazing. Letizia's is 98%. That's amazing. It's incredible. I reckon there must be some 100 percenters out there who have taken one penalty, scored it. Yeah, I mean, probably. It's got to be. Right, I've got three more stats for you, then I've got to move on from this one. Uh, The last last one was really good. Kingsley Coman, you know that stat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kingsley Coman has won a league title and every year he's played as a professional footballer. Oh, yeah. But he might not win it this year. It was great. I saw a great Stop picture man. the other day of, of um, yeah, the yeah. Um, uh, of uh, Harry Kane, and uh, it had the, have you seen that one that, that that meme that's gone out of all of the, uh, the the trophies for Bayern um, that that are out? And it's like basically every league, and now um, Harry Kane's turned up. It looks like they're not going to win the league, which I think is really funny. So he's taken his Spursiness out there already. Well, again, that was another stat. Kane has the same trophies as all non-footballers. That was, a, that was another one. You <laughs> can have right? that one. But oh, it was a shock at the end of the weekend, weren't it, Leverkusen? Well, not really a shock, really, the way Leverkusen are playing, but 3-0, that was a statement. Statement yeah. win, that one. Yeah. Anyway, two more stats for you. One is Theo Walcott. Remember Theo Walcott? Oh, T.O. Not, not, yeah. not an Arsenal it's podcast. not an Arsenal podcast. Yeah. But Theo Walcott has more Champions League goals than Ronaldo. Oh. And I mean, like, Ronaldo, i.e. Brazilian Ronaldo. Zidane, Michael Owen, David Villa, and Carlos Tevez. You would not have thought that. Really? 15 goals he scored. 15 Champions League goals Villa Walcott scored in his time. Do you know who most amount of European games played by an English player? Oh, I do know this one. It's more than seven. It's definitely more than seven. <laughs> I'll go Theo Walcott again. The amount of games played. Jamie Carragher, 150. No, go on, tell us. What? How? I don't know. In all European games. Impressive. Mm. Wow. Wow. And the last stat I'm going to leave you with before we move on from this is Aberdeen... <laughs> It's the last football club to beat Real Madrid in a European yeah, final. I did know that. <laughs> yeah. I love that stat. I, I knew that one, really? but I think it's a, I think it's so very Can't impressive. Real Madrid don't lose under Alex basically. Ferguson. Yeah, in the in the eighties, weren't it? Yeah, like that's an incredible stat, considering how often Real Madrid have been in finals and that thing. So, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd mix it up a little bit, give you some facts that are a stat for you. I've got a stat for you, right? Apparently, Tamworth Football Club have gone eighteen. Uh, have got eighteen clean sheets this season. Have that. That's impressive. Well done, what Tamworth. League, what league do they play in? I have no idea, but it's a Mister C goal. <laughs> yeah, have put, that. Uh, just fucking put that in that. your stat pipe and smoke it. I've dri- yeah, I've dribbled down to the Tamworth Football League. So it's JC twenty two. Apparently, is the goalie. So get in, get in there, that man. Let me see if we could, we've got. Yeah, here he is, Jazz Singh. Uh, 
don't know what he's doing. Can, can you uh, get in touch with him, Swapo? Can we get an interview? I don't know. Yeah, he's uh, he's one Asian footballer uh, weekly. So so I'm following him now. Yeah. So um, I'll put it in the group chat right now. So he looks like he's the goalie or something. So he's doing something. Touch. Yeah, yeah he's, oh touch. no, he's a coach. He's a coach uh, on there. So so. <laughs> oh, he's a coach. He sits in front of the goal. No wonder they're getting keeping clean sheets. <laughs> yeah, he's doing doing yeah, really well. Good size good. of a bus. I mean, Res- yeah, re- no respect. Let's see if we look. Miss respect. Eighteen clean sheets. <laughs> That's a coach. That's what I'm loving. Just put his um his um ex on there for us. So well done. You know, talking about Ronaldo and fucking Jamie Carragher and, you know... Jay Singh, 23. Yeah, there talking you go. Of football. 18 clean. Did anyone watch the AFCON final? <laughs> wow. <laughs> a a little, bit of, little bit of disrespect, but why not? Yeah, I saw... No. Um, no. It, it was it was an awful quality football. That fucking dog shit. has been I let Astrid Wet tell me all about it um, because oh, apparently... don't, don't! I was hoping we wouldn't talk about it. But she's she's Nigerian now, isn't she? Yeah, apparently she's if yeah, like she reckons she. It's really funny. It's like a printed out sheet saying, "Oh yeah, uh, I, I've got this DNA test done. And I'm 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 Nigerian, and she is the most Germanic looking. I'm going to destroy your whole civilization as I I you know goose step across the whole of Europe." looking German that I've ever seen in my life. There is zero Nigerian in that woman. What? Okay, I'm not casting any dispersions before Q says anything. <laughs> look at his face. But, uh, yeah, there is no Nigerian in her from her DNA perspective. No, I, I, I can wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, there was what I, I was actually going to leave this till last, but I did have a good news story, which was around the AFCON, if I can share now. Sure. So, um, Sebastian Haller, obviously ex-West Ham striker, plays yeah. for Dortmund now. Uh, good news story. July 2022, Sebastian Haller was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Bless him. Very, very sad. February 23, Haller beats cancer and then made his return to football. A year later, he scores the winning goal for his team in the AFCON final. So, regardless of what you think about that quality, that's yeah, a good, good news story. story. So, well done, news. Sebastian Haller. That's a good way well to, done, to end the day. Yeah. That's a good way to end the day. Well done to him. He was a good player, actually. I don't think he was too bad. He sort of he, he came out really well. Haller just came out of nowhere, didn't he? He played really, really well, and all of a sudden, he just his performance just fell, fell off a cliff, didn't it? Exactly, exactly. So we are at the top of the hour, boys. But there's just two more, if I may, to read out to you tonight. Let's do this. Come on. So I've done this last week. I've done tweeted a week, which is someone who went and tweeted out something a little bit too soon. Okay. Yeah. Happened again this week, which I come across. Um, this week, again, um, just to clarify, not an Arsenal podcast queue, uh, but this tweet was from ACD at ACDAFC, right? Who, who once the um, starting lineup had come out for against the West Ham game, just just tweeted out, I I'd have started Jorginho, hashtag Arteta out. And then after the game, to be fair, he corrected himself and said, and that is why Arteta gets paid millions of pounds a year, why I still live with my mum and dad. <laughs> I like that. So I just thought, yeah. fair enough, running up to that yeah, straight like, away. Listen, so, I've, so no, I've never got any problem with anyone chatting shit. I really don't, because football oh. makes you do that. But as long as no. you do turn around afterwards and go, ah, what do I know? <laughs> exactly, and that's why I loved it. It wasn't so much what he put up before, it was covering himself after. Um, and this other one caught my eye. Again, it's from someone we've mentioned before. And he, he, he has listened to the show, actually. It's at, at Jim Keegan 
um, Kyogan um, at Jim underscore Kyogan is an Everton fan. He's very vocal around the whole Everton situation, uh, very passionate. He completely believes in the corruption. But um, he put out this thing saying Amazon and, Net- Amazon and Netflix must be kicking themselves. They didn't do a Netflix, uh, sorry, didn't do an Everton documentary this season. Um, but I do have some speculative titles they could have used. And it's the titles that he's put I really love. So he's come he's come with three examples or three suggestions. One is Everton is why I'll die, which I thought was quite nice. Um, Everton, nothing and nothing, which I thought was also quite good. But my favourite was probably Everton, pass the ball, shit in the bed. <laughs> so I think if anyone needs a good idea about documentaries, get in touch with Jim. Uh, do give him a follow. He, he does come up with some really, really good stuff. Um, Dr. Q, anything you want to leave us with this evening? I mean, I'm going to leave you with the same thing that I always do, which is I know we take the piss and we take the mickey out of people online, but genuinely it's all normally tongue-in-cheek. So just be nice to each other. Well said, well said. Is that also telling me and Chapo to be nice to you, which oh, we have fun tonight, off. I think. We've been all right. We've been, we've been all right. We've been all right. We've uploaded. Yeah. The show's working. We've managed to connect in. No, be nice. Um, save a dog if you can. If you, if you, if you, you, you know, just save a dog. Just be there. Save a little life. Get a dog. You know, just go from there. That's all I'm going to leave you with. And I'll... Um... So it's like Frankie says, relax. Chapo yeah. says, save a dog. I'm absolutely back that. I endorse that completely. I think we all do. We're all dog lovers. We we all have dogs ourselves. So, um, 100%. 100%. Anyway, but gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, so in that case, we will see you at Football Renter 23. Take it easy, everyone. Cue the music. In our world today, you can have your say of pretty much anything. We all got the right to say what shite at any time. We will read reviews, bad attitudes, complaints for you. Whether it's that or this, if there is a bliss, we will make sure we tell you what boils our pig.